Hi, I'm Sissy Graham Lynch. Welcome to Fearless, helping you have a fearless faith in a compromising culture. Welcome back to another episode of Fearless. And surprise, surprise, I know everybody's talking about it. It's on your news. You're probably so tired of hearing about the coronavirus. But over the last couple of days, I have come across some friends, Christian friends, who have been so fearful. And I want this episode to be an encouragement to you and a resource to you not to have a fearful faith in the middle of a crisis. We all know the big news story, which has flooded our news over the last couple months, the last few weeks, but especially this last week, coronavirus, and how the fear and the panic has kind of swept over this nation. And if we look at it, this is going to affect all of us in some kind of manner, whether it's our travel plans, whether it's things at work are being canceled. On a personal level, I know that I had to talk to my brother-in-law and my future sister-in-law last night that their wedding in a few weeks is planned to be in Spain. And of course, they're just worried about the plans that they should make, whether they should cancel, how do they follow through with this. And I just took the time to pray with them. But on another note, I've just seen the fear and the panic sweep over a nation and over... um, Christians. And we're going to talk about that on today's episode. But this week, you know, it is on a separate note, has just been a really wild week for me in the last five days. And I'm going to spare all the details of my week. It's just been wild. Nothing has gone smoothly. Haven't had internet in 14 days. I've spent 11 hours trying to fix it, trying to meet my internet appointment. My car breaks down. AAA can't come and get me for two and a half hours. My son has to pee in the cup. And it's just been wild. But today, as I was driving home, it was the most beautiful sunrise. And I was just thinking, this world is in a panic. And they don't know how to really deal with this coronavirus. And I'm driving by the same exact spot that I broke down yesterday on the side of the road. And a Jeremy Camp song came on. And my prayer was, Lord, Thank you. And I was praising him in the moment of just his goodness and his provision over my life, but also praying that the commander of the universe, God, who commands the sun to rise every single morning, he is in control of this situation. And he's the author and perfecter of our faith. And I was just praying that his peace would flood the souls of those who are worrying right now and worrying about what the future weeks and months hold due to the coronavirus. And I love the quote from Corey Ten Boom, who said, There is no panic in heaven. God has no problems, only plans. And I love that because it's the assurance that God's in control. He knows exactly our day-to-day plans. And that just makes me think of a personal story. My in-laws were just on a cruise in Asia last month when all of this was starting to grow attention. And I kind of warned them like, oh, I don't know if you should go. And I'm not a person that panics very often. And I wasn't panicked over the situation. I just didn't want them to get stuck or quarantined on a ship. And wildly, 
they were like the last cruise ship to leave Thailand. So even after they got back to the United States, once again, I am not a germaphobe at all. But I told them I wasn't going to see them or the kids for the next two weeks. I was putting them in quarantine. Thankfully, it's been almost a month. But I just thought, Princess Cruise Ship, and they've been in Asia. They've been on international flights. I said, uh, no, thank you. I'm not taking my chances. So as we're starting to take uh, just you know steps to be careful and precautionary in, in our household— I pulled out hand sanitizer out of our closet, and the hand sanitizer, no joke, I bought this when my daughter was born. My daughter, Margaret, is six years old. And then when my son was born three years ago, I pulled it out again. Well, let's just say this bottle is 95% full. So obviously, our household hasn't cared too much about germs in the past. And I always tease my husband about him and washing his hands and He just says he doesn't get sick because he has an impeccable immune system. So we're just teasing because we are just being a little bit more careful. But however, I have actually seen my friends start to worry and fear continues to grow in them as we see the coronavirus starting to make ground around the world. And even in our country here in my state of Florida, even in my town of Fort Myers, somebody passed away last Friday to the coronavirus. So over the weekend, we were at a birthday party with my kids, and it was the morning after that person had just passed away here in Fort Myers. So the news had not really uh, gotten out yet, but as we were in this, is one of those jumping places you take kids, so that is probably the worst place for germs. I mean, there was just germs everywhere, kids playing and jumping on these trampolines. And you could see as the news over the, le- over the hour as we were there at that birthday party started to spread, you could see the fear and panic in people. And in a very short time, that's all people could talk about. And I was kind of literally taken back by the Christian responses and how quickly the fear flooded their hearts and their souls. And today, as we're here on Fearless, I want to try to take the time to encourage you to not have a fearful faith in this crisis. But I want, to exa- I want you to examine yourself to see if you're one of those people who are fearful or who have been worrying a lot over this situation. Because being fearful or worrying about something, especially something on this caliber, is understandable. And it is common amongst all of us. I mean, we just saw a few days ago in about a 15-minute span on the news— The news announces that an NBA player had the coronavirus and they were canceling their season. A few minutes after that, the announcement came out that Tom Hanks and his wife, Rita Wilson, had the virus while they're in Australia. And then just a little side note, I kind of people are wondering, you know, why is it a big deal just because of a celebrity? There's so many common people getting the coronavirus. Why do we really care about celebrities? They're just like, you know, us. And I think why it's a little bit different is because. So many of us have grown up watching Tom Hanks. We might, even though we don't know him, we feel like we know him. Um, he's been one of the greatest actors of our time. And when you see somebody get sick like that, and knowing that he's in his sixties, kind of makes a difference because we probably feel like we could relate to them. We kind of feel like we know them. It kind of puts a face to the coronavirus a little bit. But right after the announcement of Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson, then President Trump um, addresses the nation from his office and puts a travel ban to Europe for 30 days and a list of all other things. So just in those few minutes on the news as I was watching, 
so much happened. And for anybody that's watching, that can create just panic and worry. But we as Christians, we're to stand strong with God's strength that He gives us. We're to face troubles and threats with courage and trust in Him. And we all know the Bible verse, Deuteronomy 31. Be strong and of good courage. Do not fear nor be afraid of them. For the Lord your God, He is the one who goes with you. And He will not leave you nor forsake you. But perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. And as Christians, we are to look at what God instructs us to do. And how do we help those around us who are living in fear and panic? And I'll go through a list of that later on here in a couple minutes. But I often think, you know, I'm a woman who's been blessed beyond my imagination to live in a wonderful country where I'm surrounded by modern day conveniences. If I'm sick, I can go to the hospital or I can go to the drugstore and get what I need for my children. I am so blessed that most of us are blessed in that way. So I think it's the fear of the unknown when we live in the modern day conveniences and we can go to the grocery store right now and there is no toilet paper in the grocery store or in Costco, but you can't get ramen noodles. You can't get Clorox and sana- um, like hand sanitizers anymore. That pe- So I think, of course, that creates panic because in our modern day conveniences, what do we do? We depend on other people and other resources to provide for us. And it's so easily to get caught up in that panic. Um, I just went and got more toilet paper. My husband was teasing me like, oh, you got caught up in the panic. And I said, no, I got a three-year-old who goes through a lot of toilet paper. And what happens if I can't get it because other people weren't? We're being crazy. So I guess I did join in, but he was teasing me. But it's in those moments, I think of the strong women and generations before me who were strong and courageous. And you know, many of them, we don't know their stories because they weren't recorded. But I think of women who are brave enough in this country to face the frontier, who traveled out west with all the dangers they faced and all the sicknesses that they could face with their children. I think of the brave women in the Holocaust, like Corey Ten Boom, who I quoted earlier, who was strong and brave and helped to fight evil head on. And I just think of all those generations of women who have raised their children and have raised up generations who are brave. And you know what? They couldn't go to the store or the grocery store in Costco to get all the things that they needed. They turned to God. They trusted in God. And they kind of did what they had to do, and they hunkered down. And I think so many times as women who live in the modern era, it's like we forget we're made to be tough. We're made to be strong. We're made to be brave. We got to do what our government tells us to do, what doctors instruct us to do, and we just kind of have to hunker down a little bit. And I love this quote. It was once again from Corey Tim Boom. She said, There are no ifs in God's kingdom. His timing is perfect, His will is our hiding place. Lord Jesus, keep me in your will. Don't let me go mad by poking about outside of it. And that could drive us mad when we kind of go poking outside and wondering what and worrying about things that God is in control of. And she said that can drive us mad. And we know that God's way is not fear. As Christians, we know that's not how God operates. But in times of crisis that we are facing right now on a world stage, we have to be strong. We have to be steady. We have to have courage and trust 
God will strengthen us in the times when we need him. And, you know, I'm, I'm quoting Corey Tim Boom because I was just reading an article about her. And in this article, she had just had a bad dream and a dream of um, things that her family was going to face and just the war that was outside their doors of their home. And she kind of went to her sister in the middle of the night. And her sister's response says, I don't know if that's true, but if God has shown us bad times ahead, it's enough for me that he knows about them. That's why he sometimes shows us things you know to tell us that this too is in his hands. That he's telling us this, he might be showing us the dangers ahead, but to know that that is all in his hands and that should be good enough for you and for me. But once again, the world seems to be at panic. And on some level, that is understandable. You know, everything's being canceled for everyone. For me, I had the busiest five weeks ahead. And now my calendar has been wiped clean. And I was kind of thinking about that as I was in the carpool line today and I was dropping my daughter off. And I said, you know what? I was kind of sad about some of the things being canceled because they were things that were important to me or I was looking forward to. And I said, you know what? I'm going to take this unexpected time off with my family you know, as I hunker down in our home that we don't have a lot on our schedule, help keep my kids, you know, safe and just enjoy this time with my family. But also the Lord just kind of whispered to me, this is a time I'm giving for you and for me. I've been so busy lately that in my devotions and reading scripture, I've been, I've been doing it, but just really haven't been kind of basking in it and enjoying my time really with the Lord and the Holy Spirit. And he said, this is the time for you and me too. So with this unexpected time that many of you might have off and schedules are changing, I want to encourage you, look at it from a different perspective of like, Lord, let this be a time where I can spend time with you, that you can fill me up with your word, your Holy Spirit, so that I and my family are capable to face whatever is ahead. Because I know the unknown is scary and I'm not here undermining that. But I read um, a quote today. It was a, um, a great article that I read, and I will put that in my show notes from the Gospel Coalition. But it said, remind yourself continually. It takes the same amount of energy to worry as to pray. One leads to peace, the other to panic. Choose wisely. And we are all called to pray in the moments instead of worrying and being anxious. God calls us to pray. And I just want to remind you of that. Um, just as the story I was telling about my brother and sister-in-law and their wedding and the unknown, it's not to worry about, but to pray that God would give you the wisdom for the decisions to make ahead. And we as Christians, we know truth and the Lord is our strength. He's the one that gives us courage and we don't have to be fearful, but we're also to be careful and we are to called to be wise. And what in this situation that our nation is facing with the coronavirus, what should we do? And this is a small list that I believe as Christians we can do to face it. Um, once again, we are to be careful. We're to be wise. This doesn't mean we shut ourselves out from the world, that we don't sit inside, we don't worry. We are to follow instructions and precautions that the government is giving to us. Once again, be wise and be smart. But the first thing is, I think this is a time 
we can seek to participate and promote a culture of knowledge and not a culture of fear. Be discerning. We as Christians should be discerning of all the media and what politicians are saying on the news. There's so many voices out there, so many news uh, sources and resources, but we are to be discerning of what we're learning. I myself got caught into something I found on social media, and I believed it to be factual, and it was not factual at all. So I want to encourage each of you to be discerning. Get your facts right um, and get them at the right resources. There's uh, different websites, uh, the World Health Organization, maybe the Center for Disease Control. But make sure you're getting the right facts and be discerning of the culture that we're in and make sure it's of knowledge and not of fear. The second is we as the church are called to serve those in need. Throughout history, it has been the church who has served the people in crisis. And we're not to run from that, whether it's different churches might be wanting to close their doors and that's up to their pastors and their discernment. But we as Christians are called to serve. And Jesus came to serve, not to be served. And Paul, who of all people knew all too well about suffering, reminds us it is better if it is God's will to suffer for doing good than for doing evil. And of course, he was facing uh, persecution, but it doesn't matter if we face persecution, sickness, social hysteria, or pandemics. We can trust in the Lord and know what he has called us to do. And as Christians, we have a duty to be caring. We have a duty to be responsible and to help others. We should become informed and take appropriate precautions, as I said earlier, and communicate those to our families and our workplaces and maybe our schools. But moving on, I think the third thing is, let this be a great time to be a light in the darkness. For Christians, let our light shine in the darkness of this world. Let this be a time to share the hope of Jesus with others. This is a huge opportunity for Christians to be light and to serve and meet the needs of others. An example, maybe you could help an elderly couple who may not want to go to the store and they want to avoid the grocery store and you could help them. Or look for opportunities to help those who lose their job or need assistance due to temporary downturn in the economy. Whatever it might be, the Lord will give you opportunities if you pray about it. And this is the opportunity to share the hope of Jesus and the hope that Jesus Christ brings through his finished and complete work that he did on that cross for you and for me. And number four, as Christians, we know that Jesus conquered death. In a few weeks, we're going to be celebrating Easter, and I love Easter because I often think of how Satan, he might have been smirking on that day when Jesus like hung on the cross and he thought he won, but he didn't, that Jesus came back. He conquered death. He beat Satan that day, and that that is our hope, and our hope is in Jesus. So many times as Christians, we say our hope is in Jesus, but what does that really mean? Even, you know, before the coronavirus panic, you know, anxiety has been something that's been crippling our generation, especially with millennials. I'm a millennial. So many people around me struggle with anxiety and stress and fear. And even Christians I know who struggle with those things. And I've been wondering, is it really because my generation as millennials, we don't really focus on heaven? We don't have this heavenly mindset. And that is something I'll actually talk about in one of my legacy series to come about my grandfather that I've really been working on, is that we are to keep our eyes focused on Jesus, Jesus um, 
and he is in heaven. He will come back for us one day and what that truly looks like. So I just want to remind you that, no, as Christians, we are not promised tomorrow, but that is not our hope. Our hope is in Jesus. Our hope is in heaven. And I want that to be an encouragement to you, if not to kind of a daunting point um, talking about heaven, but that shouldn't be a scary thing to talk about. That should be something we talk about with hope and with joy. I'm going to close with another Corey Tim Boom quote, and I was just reading that article earlier, and I was just really encouraged just by her wisdom, which we all need right now. And she said, worry is like a rocking chair. It keeps you moving, but doesn't get you anywhere. Instead, I want to encourage you to turn to Jesus for everything. Find your strength. Find new strength in Him. Because remember, He loves you and will never abandon you, no matter what the future holds. Isaiah 41 says, Do not fear, for I am with you. I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I know we are in some uncertain times right now, but I want to encourage you to spend time with the Lord. Find your courage and your strength in Him and in His promises. The Billy Graham Evangelistic Association has set up a special website for anyone wrestling with fear during this time as we face the coronavirus situation. I encourage you to go to the website. It is billygram.org slash peace. Thanks again for joining me. I'm Sissy Graham Lynch. I encourage you to follow me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Mm-hmm.